Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from the 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. Today's readings in many ways can teach us a number of things about the power of prayer and certain aspects of prayer which are essential for us. One of the foundational things that the first reading in particular gives to us is the importance of obedient, the obedience of faith. St. Paul in, the letter of Saint, in his letter to the Romans talks about the obedience of faith. He talks about the power of obeying what the Lord says. And Naaman today heeds the voice of Elisha the prophet. Elisha, who is referred to as the man of God. He's a prophet of the Lord. He's the successor of Elijah the prophet. And Elisha instructs Naaman to go into the Jordan River and to dunk himself in seven times. Now the interesting thing about this is that there's no previous precedent to this. It's not like in another part of the Bible God tells somebody to do this. So the Lord is speaking prophetically through Elisha and then Naaman can either listen to the voice of Elisha or he can ignore the voice of Elisha. And the great thing that he does, right, is he obeys the word of Elisha and it's Elisha, and it's through this obedience of faith that the Lord does this miraculous work. And the interesting thing about the healing is the healing was not just the healing of the man so he was back to his own state, but it said that the healing that was brought about, his skin was not just restored to being a 40-year-old man's skin with scars and what have you, but it says that his skin was restored like that of a child. So it was better than it would have naturally been. It was a supernatural healing. It was more than, was naturally, it was more than just natural restoration. And it's because of this gift of faith that Naaman receives. And Jesus himself in the gospel and his own ministry will, will refer to Naaman for the, his extraordinary faith that in the midst of all of the people of Israel at that time, this foreign man is willing to heed the voice of the prophet and listen to what he's saying and receive a great gift from the Lord. And so we're reminded as a foundational thing the importance of prayer. The other thing that is highlighted today um, about prayer is the importance of perseverance. The importance of perseverance. At one point, St. Paul says, if we persevere, we shall also reign with him. But if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. One of the most important things, if not the most important thing in following after Jesus is simply persevering in the way of following him. It means being willing to get up when you fall. It means being willing to struggle through something to find virtue on the far side of the struggle. But it's sometimes challenging because it feels like I just want to give up. I don't want to keep trying. I don't want to keep studying for this test. 
I don't want to keep persevering in this major. I don't want to persevere through this relationship because it's difficult. I don't want to persevere in my prayer life because for five days straight, I haven't got anything out of it. Whatever it is that that struggle is, what the Lord is telling us, what the Lord is inviting us to do is to persevere in running the race. It doesn't mean you have to be sprinting, you just have to keep moving. You just have to keep moving, keep progressing, keep staying close to Jesus. So we want to have that faith of Naaman and we want to have the perseverance that St. Paul highlights for us. The other thing that we're taught today is the importance in prayer of thanksgiving. Of thanksgiving. Of giving thanks to the Lord for what He has done for us and what He's doing for us in the present moment. Sometimes we simply go to the Lord and we ask Him for things. We beg Him for things and that's good. It's good to ask the Lord for things. It's good to beg for things from the Lord. And at the same time, we're also invited to have hearts of thanksgiving. Because sometimes we just get so focused on the things that we don't have, the things that we need, that we don't give thanks to the Lord for the many abundant gifts that He's already given to us. And so we're invited to have hearts of thanksgiving. And I know for myself, this is something that I struggle with. This is something that I constantly have to keep going back to. And even in the past two weeks or so, I remember Brother Thomas uh, giving a presentation on the examine a prayer of St. Ignatius and, he, and Brother Thomas highlighted the importance of gratitude as the first step in the examine of St. Ignatius. And I realized for myself like that was something that I was particularly failing in in my own prayer life in my own you, I, I pray the examine twice a day and yet sometimes I neglect the thanksgiving part. And so I'm invited you're invited to have hearts of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done for us. The other two things I want to highlight about prayer today aren't directly in the readings, but I think they're pertinent for us. And it's uh, this, that sometimes we can be so focused in on the different kind of means that we have available to us in prayer. Um, I was uh, at a retreat this weekend and in, in the preparation for it in the, in the days before, I was kind of so focused on, you know, what are the different ways that, that these guys who are on retreat could, could pray and the different ways that I could teach them to pray. And I realized sometimes the problem in my prayer um, is not that I don't, know how, I don't have some means available or methods to pray, right? We have an abundance of methods. We have the rosary. We have the gift of the Eucharist. In Mass, we have the gift of adoration. But sometimes what we fundamentally struggle with is what do we do when we're praying? Like, what do, we, what do we give to the Lord? How do we interact with the Lord in the context of this time to pray? Like, so I come into adoration, and I might feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. This is kind of awkward. It's like trying to play an instrument for the first time. Like, you know... You're supposed to do something, but you don't really know. And it's kind of frustrating. And so I want to highlight two things that I've found helpful, uh, particularly helpful in growing in prayer um, that I think are important for our spiritual growth. The first thing that I would propose to us 
in addition to what we've talked about so far with faith and perseverance and thanksgiving, is the importance of renunciation. Now you might ask your, you might hear that word renunciation, be like, I've never heard anybody in the church ever say that word. You just made that up. Um, Well, I didn't make it up. Um, It's actually in uh, the renewal of baptismal promises, or when when you're making baptismal promises, like when Jack made the baptismal promises to the Easter Vigil, right? He renounced Satan, all his empty works, yada, yada, yada. We do the same thing when we have the renewal of baptismal promises. We renounce evil and we believe in the truth. And so that's a fundamental movement of prayer, is renouncing evil, renouncing lies, and believing in the truth. And so we're invited to renounce the lies that we believe. And often we believe lies about ourselves, which are impediments to the fulfillment of our vocation. And I'll give you an example. I I was recalling this over the weekend. I was thinking about my life a little bit and just how some of the things earlier in my life that I believed about myself were really absurd. And so I'll give you a few examples, okay? One is, and I I might have mentioned these in different ways at previous times if you heard me preach over the years, but for example, okay, I was horrible at public speaking. I had a terrible experience in fifth grade of public speaking. I hated running. I quit the cross-country team when I was in eighth grade, like after one practice, right? So I literally, I, they, it was horrible. Uh, I didn't, never did well in school from like basically second grade uh, through the end of my sophomore year of high school. So that's like a few things, right? And so now what I do, uh, I have two master's degrees. I graduated summa cum laude from seminary, uh, even though I never like had higher than a GPA of like two something uh, when I was in high school. Uh, I speak all of the time, like that's basically like my full-time job is, is speaking as a priest. I am in the military where I have to run like four or five times a week usually. And so like all of these things, like if you'd asked me when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade, like, you know, who are you? I'd be like, well, I'm definitely not an academic, I'm not like a good student. I'm not a good runner, and I'm not a good public speaker. And none of those things that I believed about myself were true. And so you have to ask yourself the question, if that's true of me, right, that I believe false things about myself, and those things were not helpful for me in the fulfillment of my vocation, there's probably at least one thing in your life that you believe about yourself that's not true, is not actually helping you to pursue the vocation that the Lord has for you. And so that's why renunciation is important. And it's not just I'm renouncing Satan in a general way, but all of his empty promises, all the lies that he proposes to me, I'm supposed to renounce those so that I can believe in the Lord and believe in who the Lord knows me to be. Because the Lord knew when I was in seventh and eighth grade or, you know, all those years, he knew who I truly was, even though I didn't know. And he revealed over time who I was. And the Lord wants to do that for you as well. And you might not be as, you know, you might have as many lies as I did, but you might have something. And so you want to believe in the truth, renounce the lie. And so sometimes it literally means when you're in adoration, when, it, when you're praying the scriptures at night, 
when you're in Mass, like to literally call to mind whatever that lie that you believe about yourself is, in the name of Jesus, I renounce dot, dot, dot. And I proclaim the truth, dot, dot, dot. Like whatever the truth is about yourself, I renounce the lie and I believe the truth. And proclaim that over yourself. Because in time, if you renounce and you believe, you will become the, Lord, the person the Lord wants you to be. You will become the fullness of uh, the person that the Lord wants you to be. So that's one thing that's absolutely crucial, is to renounce and to proclaim the truth. Renounce the lie, proclaim the truth. The other thing I would propose to you that's absolutely essential in prayer, and Jesus himself teaches this consistently, is the importance of forgiveness, of receiving forgiveness and giving forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness and giving forgiveness. So, for example, Jesus forgives all of our sins. Jesus offers us the forgiveness of our sins through his passion, death, and resurrection. And so all we have to do to receive is to repent and believe and to access the means that the Lord gives to us, right? So the Lord gives us the ability to receive the forgiveness of venial sins and ordinary circumstances and mortal sins and extraordinary circumstances through an act of contrition. And then the Lord gives us as an ordinary means for the forgiveness of all of our sins, including mortal and venial sins, through the sacrament of reconciliation. And so we're invited by the Lord to repent and believe, to repent of our sin and believe in the Lord. And repentance happens not just five minutes before I go to confession as I'm like scrambling to think, okay, what did I do? But repentance is available to you all of the time. Repentance is available to you whenever you recognize that you've sinned, the Lord's mercy is being stretched out to you. The Lord's hand of mercy is being stretched out to you. The light of his love is, being, is pouring forth from his heart upon you, even five minutes after you sin. And so allow yourself to receive that mercy, uh, even, even in the immediate minutes after you've struggled with a particular sin. But then the other thing that we're invited to do within the context of prayer, and Jesus says is necessary for us to receive forgiveness is to being willing to forgive others. And so that happens not just by a random hope that I'll forgive, but making an act of forgiveness and begging God for the grace to forgive. And so sometimes forgiveness happens very quickly. Sometimes we have to beg God for the, just the grace to desire to forgive. Sometimes the hurt is so deep, the pain so wounding, that we, for a while, maybe just need to pray, Jesus, I, I, can't for, I, I feel like I can't forgive right now, but Jesus, give me the grace to desire to forgive this person. And then, whenever you're ready, be willing to say, just like you were willing to renounce something, say, in the name of Jesus, I forgive this person for dot, dot, dot. And it's powerful because of Jesus. It's powerful because it's not just me trying to get a bunch of emotional intensity to forgive the person, but it's me calling upon the name of the Lord. And St. Paul says that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that forgiveness is available to us today, right now, if we're willing to ask for it for ourselves and we're willing to give it to others uh, and to be willing to forgive others in the name of Jesus. And so may we have the grace this week 
to persevere in running the race. May we have the faith of Naaman to be obedient to the voice of the Lord, whether it's directly to us or through somebody speaking to us prophetically. May we have the grace to have uh, ears to be open to what the Lord is saying. May we have the grace uh, to renounce the lies that we believe about ourselves so we can believe and experience the fullness of the Lord's truth for us. And may we have the grace to forgive. The, the grace to forgive others and also the grace to be willing to receive the forgiveness of Jesus.